What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Today we're walking to a movie. It's called Nope. It's by director Jordan Peele. His third in his trilogy of unconnected movies. <laughs> well, connected by a theme of horror, I guess. I guess, yeah. Well, are you sure this is horror? Cause I'm just totally guessing that it's horror, isn't it? Yeah, not? well, I don't... This is, this is going to be a short intro because <laughs> I have been deliberately avoiding the plot of this movie Same. anything about this movie uh, unfortunately I don't even know who's in it I don't even know what actors are in it Seriously? that's how much I've avoided it okay yeah. I know who's in it and I unfortunately um, some sort of I know the sort of rough genre and some details about it that uh, sadly have emerged because we are getting this movie way later than the US yeah. weeks and weeks after for some reason we're so not used to that anymore we're used to the whole day and day thing on like big movies and, and this is a big movie ironic because last week on our Prey episode I was saying that that doesn't happen anymore so <laughs> clearly wrong um, so let's talk about uh, we, we can't talk about the movie Nope except to say we're very excited for it yeah can't wait because um, we're big fans of Jordan Peele's first two movies we thought uh, we haven't reviewed Get Out on this podcast but uh, we did we naturally loved it do, we did love it it's a great movie we did uh, do an episode on us you can go back and listen to that it's episode 149 which was hard to google Cathy realised yeah googling the word us and cinema just came up a yeah. lot of about it's us it's the about us page <laughs> he made he made a very SEO unfriendly movie title and actually all his movie titles are SEO unfriendly <laughs> uh, but also in preparation for this we have been watching Key and Peele on YouTube because it's fucking brilliant yeah oh my god it's so, so good, good revisiting yeah. some of those sketches and a reminder of how what a ridiculously talented and funny man Jordan Peele is. I know, he's so he's sorry, he's and such Michael a good Keegan writer, Key, but particularly director, Jordan Peele. And such a good actor. Like he the highlight being that sketch about um, Goonies 2. And no, he's Gremlins like, 2. Gremlins 2 and he's yeah. the script doctor who comes in. Just so Google it, good. it's so good. Anyway, we digress. We're going to go and see the movie now. Can't wait. And I, am I, I'm thinking back on um, his last movie... 
Was that the one with the te- untethered? The yes. tethers. So here's here's my feelings about and the I, last. What I loved about his last two movies, they're so creative. Yes, they're, they're like very unique premises, like extremely cool and things that you don't normally see in cinema. And I absolutely love that. Exactly right. I, I felt in both instances we saw things we've never seen before. We um, experienced sort of premises that we've never seen before. Um, and I think the other through line between these two movies, which I hope continues through this one, is that there tends to be a broader social uh, statement about, yeah. um, usually about racial dynamics in, in America, or at least the Get Out was. I think the um, Us was more about sort of uh, bipartisan politics and the general just division of um, the world. Uh, I, I think there's a, I, there's a lot you can really dig into his movies there's a lot they're very thematically rich it's the stuff of like a film student's dreams yes. isn't it this kind of a thing right okay well look I, I think that's uh, enough said anyway um, I, I'm excited I don't know anything about this movie but strong title that's very strong very title. good title yeah yeah love it um, so that's all we have to say about this movie <laughs> before we see it so we'll see you on the other side Bye. of Nope what if I told you that today You'll leave here different. Pops. Pops! I'm talking to you. Bro, what'd you see? Something above the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever killed Pops is out there? Right here, you are going to witness an absolute spectacle. So what happens next? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Here we go. Run, okay! Run! Hi, we're back. We've just seen Nope. Uh, if it's your first time here, we don't spoil the movie until we do spoil the movie. And that happens on Spoiler Street. But you get so warning. So you're safe for now. So, Cathy, did you like that movie? I love the movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nope. <laughs> no, I, that would have been good, except that I loved it. <laughs> uh, nope, I didn't hate it. And uh, also, I just have to apologise, I'm being tired now, because it's after it's gone 11 o'clock. It's, it's a long super movie. super late. It, it, well, it well we, we went late. Yeah, but it warrants the length. It's really like it was that incredible length. movie, but just going late. <laughs> I apologise for being tired. Uh, loved it. I. It's so funny that I had like presumed it was a horror because obviously his previous two movies are horror. But the more I watched it, I thought I can't really define this genre. Like this filmmaker is so creative, and this is I. I don't know what the budget is, but from what I saw on screen, I would say by far his highest budget movie. It's incredible. It's like the, the cinematography is so beautiful. The story so interesting. I'm obsessed with Daniel Kluwer back in the row, uh, back with him again. Um, I because I hadn't even Kiki seen it. Palmer trailer, was the standout. She's great. In this yeah, movie, and I don't recognise her. She's great. I, um, I, I, I don't think I've seen her in anything. No. She's brilliant, and just because I hadn't even seen a trailer and had actually managed to even avoid like a synopsis for it. Uh, I, I was like I have no idea what's happening in this movie and it's it's a sign of well A what an assured filmmaker he is but B how much freedom he's given by whatever studio put this out for him and supported him because 
took about an hour for the... It was an hour of suspense with no idea what the plot was about. And that is fucking class. Yeah. In a really... I mean that in a really good way. No one else is making movies like this that are both kind of familiar and also weird and completely unique. And it just made me think, like... And I know I always compare, but I just can't help myself because they're the only bloody movies we've seen in the cinema. It just made me realise how say utterly. Movies. What are you gonna? Are you, why does it always come back to Marvel movies? Eighty percent of the films we've seen yeah, in the cinema. This is true. How creatively bankrupt Marvel movies are. When I watch a movie like this on the screen, I'm like, yes, like I'm. I, I think it's the most like present I felt in the cinema in ages. Like I'm just totally raptured, like enraptured by the whole thing. I could have watched another hour of it and that's saying a lot because it's gone 11 o'clock on a school night so yeah absolutely uh, I'm yawning I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> it's really late um, yeah I um, I agree with you I think um, I'm, I'm just like thank God for Jordan Peele out there <laughs> doing God's work and making really interesting cinema and this is cinema because it looks spectacular it's so cinematic um, the other thing I thought was, which was the real standout in this was the sound design? Um, yeah. Whoever the the, the the people that did that are that uh, win all the technical Oscars and nobody knows their names. But God, hats off to you people for this movie because Jesus, the sound design in this was spectacular. Yeah. The beautiful. use of silence in particular, very good. When silence kicks in in this movie, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, and he also sets up all the elements so well. He's such a good visual storyteller now, that when they come to fruition we f- we can follow everything that's happening and every single bit of the film pays off and I absolutely love that I, I wasn't I'll be honest I wasn't vibing with the film for quite a long time oh really yeah I wasn't um, I don't know why I found it hard to get kind of um, re- I liked the characters I, I liked what the actors were doing but I couldn't really like really get to grips with any of them or care about them the scenario was interesting but I wasn't massively invested I think it I personally think it all really came together and paid off in the end um, and and on the whole I think it's it's really good and um, like I said the just the fact that I have not seen anything like that before but while it's also got one foot in familiar territory for me that's all I kind of want from cinema because I'm like from from a good movie because I'm like you I'm just jaded by watching a movie because we, we watch so many movies now and it's like you know, you know you're like right there's the thing that's going to show up in act three he, this guy is the protagonist like this movie I had no fucking idea what was yeah. going on and that is kind <laughs> of not in a way we don't mean we couldn't follow it because you could follow it it was just that no, you could I mean, anticipate I'm what like, was happening yeah, I, yeah. it could have done it was showing mad stuff and then yeah. there were scenes in there which I were like what has this got to do with anything and I but I'm like with it so what I'm saying is I also trusted him enough as a filmmaker that I'm like there's weird shit going on here but I know it will pay off what a, and having that sense of trust is really important in a movie yes. like this yeah I, I, yeah, you feel like you're in safe hands with yeah. him and while um, I'm saying that I didn't 100% vibe with the movie throughout I am saying even when that was happening I was like God I'm just glad that this is interesting and different and I will always back a filmmaker who's just swinging for the fences and doing mad stuff and if it works and it works and for, for and it people really it works and I love Daniel Clue being in this because he's such an unusual movie star in that he's got this incredible presence right but he's so understated yeah, he and barely talks, scenes, I would say, in this movie. There's scenes where how he's lit, the 
almost the only thing we can see is his eyes, but he's like the coolest eyes in Hollywood. I gotta say, so the, that um, is just like visually when he is just acting with his eyes, and that's all you can see. It's like shivers are my spine. I agree, so and the cool. the lighting in this movie was particularly well done, yeah. particularly the night time. There's a lot of scenes at night time which can be very difficult to shoot, and I thought the use of lighting um, in this was so. I mean, from a te- like from a technical point of view. It's really masterful stuff. What it didn't, it wasn't always a slam dunk for me. Um, so I don't think, on the whole, I'm not like in love with this movie. It's so but funny. I'm it's really a glad it exists. Slam dunk for me. Oh, that's really interesting. Do you know what it also had Do- for me though that I love? Yeah. Because there's an element of this in it, and I'm sure it's not a spoiler. It just is an element. Of well, the plot. why don't you just say it in, in the spoiler street? Because I would. No, it's just set near Hollywood, and there's like movie elements in it. And I love movies where movies sure. feature within them. That is like a very quick way to get me into a movie. But that was only, you know, a, a side plot. But I also loved that setting. But I love this. There's loads of horses in this movie. And I... You know How what? do you feel about horses? I, I, for, I have no idea have what you're going to say. I have mixed feelings because... You have mixed feelings about horses. I, no, no. I've, I, I'm personally... <laughs> by the way, sorry. I'm personally terrified of horses. So when they were running around on screen, I was genuinely afraid of them. But um, there's this... I don't know if you saw it during the week, but the heat wave in New York... And there was a horse on the side of a pavement and it was like collapsed from the heat. And it was just like the policeman like hosing it down and it was so cruel and it sparked a lot of conversation online that I agree with, you know, about like people shouldn't be going around like riding horses in cities. I say that as someone who's done it on horse and carriages before, but I now won't again after seeing that video. And um, I was watching this movie and I was thinking, this is like, you know, of course there's proper horse trainers and no horses will have been... Uh, harmed treated, in the making, uh, of, this harmed movie. The making of this movie but I thought but morally are they being harmed because they're being used for our entertainment and I had a bit of a moral moment about it but I have to say overall I find horses terrifying so like a stampede of horses is a truly terrifying and when you get that as like a big vista and almost like a western feeling to a movie it looks spectacular um, I think that's a really good opportunity to go to Spoiler Street it's a um, great opportunity. so we're going to go to spoilers now for the movie Nope before we do that I will say I recommend seeing this. I cannot say for sure if you'll like it. I was over here. I was listening to the conversation of two teenagers who walked out of this. Um, and one said, um, that is the most boring film I've ever what? seen. And then the other one said, I loved it. So, <laughs> also, and, they, we, um, and they were friends in the same peer group. So. We also noticed two separate groups just got up and left the cinema. Yes. So so my point but there my is that I, I think this was- is divisive. I don't think everyone's going to love it because it is quite odd and weird and off kilter at points I didn't think it was it's interesting but but what I thought was interesting is that people got up and left quite close to the end and that partially made me think that was baffling to me yeah they Why must you, be it's a, like they must come be, this far yeah they must have been a little bit bored to your point but B I was also thinking because it was so late on a school night people might have been like oh, I maybe. didn't realise and like you might have to get home to the babysitter or their something their moms were picking them up well it's like if there's 10 minutes left in the movie why are you I leaving th- there them? were a lot of teenagers there and I feel like they were coming out for like a 16 rated horror movie and I don't they think they got what they out. wanted. They I were coming for Get Out. I think they wanted a slasher film. Yeah, because um, there was a trailer for one beforehand, a horror film, and I was like, oh yeah, that's because this is a horror film, and no, this is this really isn't a horror film. It's not really. What it's got it? it's got scares and thrills, but I don't just class it as what horror. What genre, if you had to, because I spent I'm at least 20 minutes... I'm not going to say until we get to Spoiler Street. Okay, we get to Spoiler now, Street. Spoilers. I just say, I spent at least 20 minutes of watching this movie trying to figure out which genre it was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so spoilers now. So I said at the top, um, you have been warned, spoilers from now I said at the top wait wait give them 
three seconds. They've had loads of time because we warned them like five minutes ago. Pause. Right. Guys, are you still here? Are you st- if they're still here, we're going to spoil it. Um, <laughs> so I said at the top I knew a few things about this movie. I knew it dealt with UFOs. So that's why I kind of had sci-fi in my head. They're not called UFOs now. Uh, yeah, UAPs is what they call them. <laughs> There's some lo- really lovely dialogue in this. The reason I wanted... Now, you, you gave a, the perfect segue earlier, but then we talked for five random minutes. I was talking but about But when you were talking about animal cruelty and horses, I kind of feel like that's what the theme of this movie is. Is he's trying to comment on the relationship between humans and animals or humans and nature. And the through line throughout the movie is animals being used for our entertainment. Um, so yeah, you've got it was the making horses. me feel that. It wasn't just the New York City stuff. This no, week. it was the horses I think the that's what the movie yeah. was saying. The, the, the whole setting, which I thought was fantastic, with ha- ha- Haywood Holiday... Ha- Haywood Hollywood Horses. <laughs> I love that. Right? And I loved, H, baby. Brilliant intro to our main characters. I loved all that. I, lo- I loved how he is so shy... That he can't even like yes. look beyond his baseball cap when he's talking to all these Hollywood that, folks. That opening um, scene with the two of them in that movie studio with the horse tells you everything you need to know about our two main characters, how different they are. Yeah, it gives so brilliant good. exposition about the the, the setting of uh, and their history, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Um, and their business, and their which business. is about to go bust. And it also, which I did not expect, was a Chekhov's cinematographer because he comes back <laughs> later in the movie and I was like wow and we get Chekhov's um, well-wishing camera yes, as well yes so there's a lot of I mean all it, I think it's he, it's a beautifully constructed script I like it more the more He's I talk about it such a good writer like that scene to your point I was thinking the same thing like this is just a whirlwind of a scene we've learned so much but it's uh, also funny even about funny. the brother-sister dynamic like she was late on yeah. top of coming in and being a total show off he's like don't mention your side hustle she's like you're the fucking side hustle I'm the main event <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 he when he thinks he used to talk to that room full of people he literally can't even speak he isn't even brave enough to speak up for the horse he knows that they're about to trigger the horse and he's yeah. while he's a good horse trainer he shouldn't be a horse and he's also dealing set. with the death of his dad but he's not able to tell them to back away from the horse which is like his job um, so I think I think that was brilliant but back to back to the, my point I think they're set up you know they are in in you know their whole thing is that they are using horses for entertainment the other massive through line of this movie which is somewhat tangential but obviously relevant is gordo was it gordo gordy the monkey gordy the chimpanzee in the show yeah, another what was animal that about? you see it's but it's that's that's what made the me only thing that links realize it's like what's the th- what's he trying to say here that's another animal being used for our entertainment who freaked out and 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 flipped because I loved all that gorgeous stuff the whole, it was so weird and it's the same with this creature who I thought a twist of genius that it it's it's a creature it's not a ufo right so I thought that was brilliant and it and was so unusual looking like oh the design of the it design is fantastic cuz it, yeah. it's like let's they started with the classic ufo design and then how like, do you oh, make it's that organic of the third t- of the so okay so you're talking about themes and I'm talking about genre so can I can I just genre? finish my point on theme so I think the oh what's the genre theme. oh god I don't know I'll, I'll come back to that I'll answer your question in one <laughs> second yeah I think it's all about um, man trying to tame well it's man trying to use nature 
or animals for our entertainment. And that's kind of what they're doing in the third act. The whole mission of the characters is to catch this thing on film. And the whole movie is obsessed with catching things on film. And it all kind of culminates with this kind of random guy who comes in at the end with this silver helmet, who I think represents the worst of modern society. She she calls him TMZ. He's broken it, and injured lying on the ground. He's like, get my camera. I need my but camera. Why did the creature eat him if he had a reflective helmet? Because here's the thing. The way to be at balance with nature, is what I'm reading at this, is to not try and tame it. No, don't look at it. That's what Daniel Kaluuya realises. Don't look at it. He says, no. Nope. Your man wasn't looking at it and he was a full-on helmet. He was staring right helmet. up at it saying, where's my camera? He wanted to catch it on camera. But he had the helmet over his eyes, though. I mean... It senses you beneath. Well, I, if we want to get into the particulars no, of don't. how the Please creature no. knows that, that what has eyes and what's looking at it, I mean, that doesn't really hold up. It can see googly eyes on... Um, on giant inflatables <laughs> and it thinks that those are people I mean yeah. it's like the, none of that really adds it's up sense of what makes an eye is slightly off but I'll answer your question as to what genre I think this is I think this movie is Jaws it's the closest thing that may, may remind particularly in the second half that's what it reminded me of the most it is basically instead is of uh, oh good question is it its own it's genre a, it's man a sort of a thriller beast. yeah it's Man Tames Beast it's the same thing it's a group of people coming together all those guys making that plan in that house felt like that scene um, like that dinner it felt like the scene on the boat in Jaws and then they, they execute their plan and it's so like there I'm it- going to need a bigger boat moment is we need a camera without electricity <laughs> yes essentially we need a windy camera honestly though it really reminded me of Jaws okay, there's a lot yeah. of moments where they're looking instead of looking in the water and looking for movement they're looking up at the sky and that felt really novel to me that the threat is in the clouds <laughs> I don't think so, I've ever seen that before. Man versus beast, yeah, absolutely. It's also though has real visual hints of westerns. Yeah, there's a lot of western overtones in there with the with the whole. We we haven't even t- talked really about Stephen Yun and um, and Ren Schmidt from For All Mankind showing up as I his so wife. I was so excited when she showed up and then she did absolutely nothing because she's so big in For All Mankind. I was like. Okay, so she's at some point going to be inside the creature and going to get a scene. I kept waiting for her scene that never came. But I think it's not, definitely there is like, like I know there is th- they wasted her. Um, I think that um, I think that, that that their whole plot is ties into the theme as well. There's literally a group. They're trying to tame this thing. They turn trying to turn it into a show that happens every Friday at five p.m. I mean, that was the a audience terrible are there idea. to watch it. Um, that was I wanted to see their reality show. Because there was a poster for it, and I wanted to see their reality show, and I'm <laughs> yeah, fucking devastated we didn't get to see I it. I loved all the 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 world building he did, like Kid Sheriff, the show that Stephen Young as a child starred in. And what the, about when he goes, "Oh, this sitcom. is my first ever crush and my friend," and it was a girl who'd been mauled by oh, the monkey? That felt like a funny Sorry, touch. The, the, I mean, we said it wasn't horror, but that whole thing with the monkey was pure yeah, horror. There like, was real horror element. Terrifying. Yeah, there was definitely real horror elements. Uh, a little bit of a Planet of the Ape vibe there as well for me on that one. But again, honestly, I think, we can't. I honestly, I can't say what the genre is. That's why I'm so fascinated by this movie. It's fucking unique. That's what I mean by he sort of. It's like a little. It's familiar in that it feels like a lot of genres we know. It feels like horror. It kind of feels like sci-fi, but it's also unlike anything you've kind of ever seen before. And it's Do you know a, what's so interesting he, about him? Like he's basically become one of those directors, and this is you know once in a generation thing. You say his name. He's an auteur. Yeah, he's the star. It's a he's Jordan Peele movie. He's yeah, the genre, yeah, yeah, though. Exactly. And I love that he's done this because I had just presumed, and I'm sure most people would, that he would have come out with another horror film. 
And I love that he's not done that. Yeah, it feels like well, a, it does feel a little bit of a sideways turn. It's just really interesting because probably he might have felt like three in, it's like, fuck, you're just a horror director now. Whereas this is like, as we talked about before we went to see the movie, he's so diverse in terms of his talents. Like he wrote, produced and directed this movie. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, I think he does such good character stuff as well because one of the things I loved in the movie which Daniel Clue's character is that as we mentioned he was like really shy and scared and always with the baseball cap on when they finally when he has that moment where he's in the car and he's like looked death in the eye and he survived and he realises that like by not looking up that's what saved him have you noticed did you notice he never wears the baseball cap again and he's all oh he's no all that's very good he's all that point I had and he's not not hiding that. underneath because I was looking at him going what's different about him and I realised he didn't have a baseball cap on anymore and I thought that was really oh, very well, well subtle spotted. very cool he got yeah. more swag about him he was suddenly up there coming up with all the solutions luring it away and I loved that bit when there had been the flashback to him and the sister as kids and like the dad kind of ignored her and just took this horse away from her but he had looked up at her and done that thing with his eyes to her in the window oh that was a lovely touch and then he did it when at you the called end. that back I love that I and I love the guy you know the way because often in these types of movies you only need like a ragtag bunch of misfits I love the way they just got a guy who works in like the local video shop who, who I swore every time I saw him I thought is that Dave Franco and then I'd forget <laughs> I'd realise it's not Dave Franco and then I'd look back again <laughs> Is that Dave Franco? Like Dave Franco? He was really good though. I really enjoyed his elements of the plot. Like they're good characters, you know what I mean? He was he felt like he felt like a character to me that just needed to be there just to have someone to talk to or something. I don't know. Like Well they needed more people. They needed them wasn't enough. Yeah, but I I mean he didn't really have a whole lot to do. But nonetheless the actor was good and I enjoyed him. It was and then I the, the best <laughs> Dave Franco performance Dave Franco has never done. I love the cinematographer or the producer or whatever he was, the cameraman. Oh my god, that like, guy I'm gonna go into the belly of the beast and film it. I was like, where do I know this guy? Because he's got the most sensational voice. He th- I thought it was um, Sam Neill's voice when they phoned him up. It's um I realised it towards the end. He is from uh, another Alien movie called a- Alien Resurrection. He's in the fourth Alien movie. He's the captain wow. of their ship. Deep Cut. Deep Cut. That's 25 <laughs> years ago, that movie as well. The other thing I was thinking is, because we talked about this when we were watching Prey, and how like if they'd both been in the cinema the same week, we'd have picked this over Prey. I actually think... They go well together. They go really they well. They really pair nicely. They pair very nicely. <laughs> yeah. I had the exact same thought. So like, praise the starter, but this is the main course. Also, we have to correct, because a number of people corrected us actually while we're here, on Prey. We spent wild amount of time speculating as to why Prey went onto a streaming service. Turns out, through some weird contractual loophole, if Disney, who had acquired it through the Fox acquisition, had put it into theatres then the, automatically the VOD would have had to go on a different platform so they decided to not yeah, put it, it in theatres was it HBO Max or something, something so, so, so another they, platform has streaming rights for 20th Century Fox theatrical releases exactly. is it up so to a point so they didn't put it out in the cinema that's why they just put it straight or it could Disney be Plus. that the movie was developed before no it was definitely if it had gone in theatres it wouldn't have gone on oh, Disney okay. Plus after anyway that's the total aside just because while we were talking about them I thought oh because um, and like this isn't a spoiler for Prey anyway but like you know Prey is like you've got the Predator and the Prey and this was all about like this weird creature in the sky was the Predator and the way of of it not attracting you was you like you not engaging with it and stuff so I found that really yeah. interesting yeah you're right there's a lot of parallels yeah so anyway um, I loved it I can't the, believe you love it another, as much as me oh no 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 I, you I, still really I actually am loving it more talking about it and you're you, you're um, 
love of it is 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 in making it infectious. But I'm also I can't wait to see what I'm, he makes next. What I'm what I'm descri- trying to describe is that I wasn't like completely absorbed in the film for for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying it and very interested in it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then well, I, that's I, like I, I you thought I was really enjoying it, but end. you weren't like emotionally. Yeah, exactly. Invested, yeah. I was like, this is fantastic, and I love Jordan Peele, but I'm like. I'm like I'm not leaning in a lot here. Do you, Do you know what I, mean? I would have loved to see it in like an IMAX? Because some of the shots were so wide. Oh, there some of the. Vistas. Do you know what? They there were was, so beautiful. How about that one? Um, the whole sequence um, when they're in the house, uh, Kiki oh Palmer and the guy, like and it's like bleeding. Oh that my was, god! I've never seen horror. anything like that before. But I was never scared in this movie. There was just one jump scare. But there are the so monkey. many horror overtones. Actually, yeah. now that now that I think about it, it is you. It, it, he took one foot out of the horror genre, but he's it's very much still his baby. I'd say he took two feet out of the horror genre, but kept a finger in the horror pie. Okay, sure. Well, here's another one from the horror pie. <laughs> Remember the. Um, the scene where the, 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 made the kids fingers. scare him dressed as aliens. Oh but my god, that was that was, that was legitimately terrifying because yeah, really we good. thought they were aliens. And I love when he just goes, "Nope." And it was so creepy. That Why bit is it where called nope? that bit where the, the where, where the second kid leaned out in the exact same way. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" So it's called nope because they just. I, I love think, he just goes, "Nope." I, I think like it's when he's scared, that's nope what he says. because he realizes that that well, it's the solution to. Um, dealing with this alien beast is to not engage Do with not it, engage. not to look at it, and it's to reject this whole notion of um, trying to, you know, it, it, they even refer to it as the impossible shot. We're trying to tame nature for our own entertainment, and look what happened. Look how a fun it was. Though. goes mad because of a balloon. And- <laughs> how fun was it when she set up Chekhov's well and got all the photos of it now what I would have loved to see and there might have been a post credit scene we didn't stay around I wanted to see them on Oprah talking about it no that would have ruined no, it no it wouldn't you want to you want to you shit all over Daniel Kaluuya in a fog to, to an <laughs> epic western score emerging on top of a horse cut to he's on Oprah yeah because they referenced are you loads kidding of me <laughs> no post credit maybe post credit post credit how about, how about I'll settle I'll see you um, post credit and I'll raise you deleted scene <laughs> that would be amazing I also Blu-ray. thought like I just had this funny thought like through the whole movie which is like what are you doing lads it doesn't matter what you film half the world will think it's real half the world will think it's fake news like that's the other thing you can't we're, <laughs> we live in a post-truth era and that applies to video and audio and but has... no one even believed UFO pictures back in the 50s like yeah. never mind now where I can photoshop on my own phone as we're walking home from the cinema ne- you never mind your man your man's recording it on a on a non-electrical uh, camera <laughs> he made himself now he is to be fair he is um, a legitimate I thought he's cinematographer very famous they established that so he would be known yeah. potentially for filming truth How don't about, know about the others sorry I just thought about another horrifying movie which makes me think this movie really is a horror movie when all those people get sucked into the creature yeah, and we class. see what it's like inside in it and it was awful Do you know what here's it's another like? thing it's like my worst about, nightmare which is being trapped in a bouncy castle I, yes it was exactly that <laughs> it was like they filmed I loved the um the sort of the the sort of fabricy kind of nature of the alien when it opened up and it was kind of all like it was so it was like a hot air it was plane. spongy wasn't it do you know what was so cool as well at the beginning all these shots were flashing up of like a man on a horse like the kind of weird bouncy castle thing the monkey and I was like what the fuck's going on and then by the end I'm like oh yeah get all those weird shots 
I just loved all that. They were stuff flashing up. Like, it was so weird. That was the like, monkey paw production no, studio no. ident, was but it? But at the very beginning, there was, like, this audio of the monkey. Then there was the man on the horse and, like, an old-timey reel. Like, oh, there was all yes. this stuff just yeah, popping right. on Oh, screen. and the other thing was he put the credits over the creature's square... Um, oh, I did not notice uh, that. Like, esophagus or That's whatever. Awesome. Yeah, okay, we need... No, but we need to get off now because we're nearly home. Yeah, it, um, anyway... It was. It's. I really liked it. It gives you a lot to talk good. about on the walk home from the I, movies. It's a really. It's. It's an exciting <laughs> and interesting. Yeah. Movie and. I can't yeah. wait to see what he makes next. Honestly, so fun. Um. All right, everyone. Let us know what you thought. Did you leave before the movie ended? If you did, you shouldn't be listening. To I. Street. I'm actually more interested in hearing from people who really didn't like this. Why? Um. Is this I a Twitter pylon. No, I don't. No, I'm just curious. I'm really curious because I feel like it is divided just from the from the litmus test in our audience just now. I felt like, as you said, people walked out. Um, I know, but I think that was the nighttime thing, and given it some benefit of the doubt here. Well, maybe, but I'd like to. I'm, I'm saying, like, I'd like to hear why it didn't work for people. Um, I also want to hear why it did work for people. I'm also now. It's the kind of movie, and I don't do this very often, where I'm actually going to go off now doing a whole of reading about it because I want to just know yes, all the same. theories on it. I want to know everything. I want to absorb it all. Like, what does it all mean? What What's he trying to mean? say? I love it. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd greatly appreciate if you could head over to. Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five star review it uh, really helps us and we appreciate it um, or join us over on socials on Twitter at The Cinemile and come chat to us and if you like the movie Sunshine another sci-fi movie if this is if sci-fi this, is this sci-fi <laughs> that is sci-fi and um, we did a uh, episode over on our Patreon page on uh, that at patreon.com forward slash the cinema with Will and Kev from the Best Bits podcast and we, and we had a great time doing it great time and we are just about uh, in the next couple of days when it comes out to watch the first episode of House Dragons and talk about that over on Patreon yes. as well and we'll probably watch She-Hulk tomorrow so oh, we'll yes. talk about that at some I'm stage I'm going to watch She-Hulk yeah we'll do an yeah. episode on that for Patreon as well okay bye uh, bye you'll be getting a call from my supervisor asking how my service was five stars Angel five stars <laughs> Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.